Good morning. Had a uh, had a little bit of wind come through here yesterday. Want to kind of report? We had uh, I think four or five limbs rip off our trees on this side. We had two or three rip off on this side. Uh, Neil was looking out his door, I think his back door, and he's seen a limb about that big around coming down, and he didn't even get two of them actually, more than that actually, come down, and he said, oh, something or another to the Lord, and before he got it finished, now I'm, I'm, it shifted out, the wind was so strong that it pulled it away from his vehicle and fell down right beside his vehicle. God is good. 80 mile an hour wind paid off right then. The little Prius, it got a few dings on the front from limbs about this size. So, and then we had the ridge cap on top of this building rip up, and then the ridge cap on that building rip up. And so me and Neil was up on the roof last night real before dark, tucking them down so the rain wouldn't come through and get on. It would have rained in the foyer, and it would have rained uh, right by his office, actually. So, but God's good. It could have been the whole building. Prayer works. Prayer works, I'm telling you what. Uh, the street that you turned to go down to my house, it was unpassable for a little while. It was like we got hit right through here. And, but, and <laughs> this morning, going out to my car, I set my phone on top, <laughs> unloaded my stuff. So I was dodging the stuff, and I heard something go clunk, clunk. I thought I hit a stick, and it come up and hit the bottom of my car. Well, I got here this morning. And I went to grab my phone on my charger in my phone, and it wasn't there. And I went, ah. I knew where it was at. So I blasted back home, and it was in the midst of the dark bark and tree limbs that was laying around. But nobody else would have seen it. And there it laid, unscathed, ready to come to work. Yeah, God's good. He, he does take care of us. But, you know, even when, even when the rest of the junk that went on, God is still good. It doesn't matter. And you all know that uh, title of the message, if you want to write it down, it's a long title, Rapture, the beginning, the beginning, not the end. We, we, so, we so have been taught through the years that raptures is a terrible thing. It is for the non-believer. Terrifying. Listen, terrifying to think. That because some people are so hard-headed or so ignorant, and not ignorant in the word of being stupid, just don't have the knowledge what Jesus did for us. And to think that once you're off this planet, once you're dead, once you're gone, you're either going to be in heaven for an eternity where there is no problems, there is no sorrow, there is no heartache. You don't get old and ugly. You go back to that age where you're just perfect. You, you don't have a tear. You don't have a care. You or go to hell, which is in the Bible, by the way. Or go to hell and spend an eternity suffering. There's probably not even words to explain and no getting away from it. Well, see, we're in heaven and there's no way of getting away from it. Because see, once I said yes to Jesus... The Bible guarantees me that I have then have the Holy Spirit come in me and I have a guarantee I'm going to heaven. 
That's called grace. That's called grace because nobody here really deserves that much glory. But it's because of his glory that we got all that. What an awesome thing to think that God's got us. You know, it, the, the word rapture is not in the Bible. But it's a, it's literally a catching away. When, and I'll, I'll bring up some scriptures here that talk about it. But it's literally a catching away. It's literally a time that Jesus, that God tells Jesus. See, Jesus doesn't even know the exact time. I think you can study scripture and you can get a general idea when it's coming. Uh, all the prophecies that had to be fulfilled in all the direction. And uh, I'm, I'm reading a book now where, where he believes it's during the, the, uh, the Trump, what do you call Betty? The celebration of the, the Trump celebration, uh, not Trump, President Trump. Trump. Feast of Trumps. I couldn't think of the word feast. Feast of Trumpets. He thinks it's going to be during that time. Well, if it's during that time, we can pretty well guess when that's going to be, but we don't still have the time. But it might be wise to pay attention to what's going on around us. It might be wise to look at the prophecies that have all been fulfilled now. It might be a time of looking at all the stuff that's going on right now and to recognize and to know that you're okay and to know that we don't have to work and, and be terrified that we may not go. If, you, if you're in this building right now, if you're on the Internet, and you have said yes to Jesus Christ, that you believe that he died for you and rose again, you are going. Now, there's a lot of argument on when we go. Uh, some believe that we're going to go after tribulation. Some believe mid-tribulation. I personally believe that we're going to be out of here before it all starts. And I'll touch on that a little bit today. But God is so good. I want to read, and I brought this up last week, and I had some people that didn't understand. In John 14, Jesus talks about, well, let, let me read it, and I'm reading it in the Passion Bible. Then I want to explain what it is, and you'll have a better understanding of what he's talking about. He said, he said don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you, for you believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. Now you say, what's that got to do with rapture? He's talking about marrying you. He's, he was telling the disciples, actually, he was saying to the disciples, he was talking about end times, but the disciples were discerning it as, he wants to marry us. Because that is what the Jewish custom is here. You go, you pick a wife, you go to the father, and you say, can I have your wife, and here's what I'll pay for her. And he then says, okay. Well, maybe he won't, but he says, okay. And then he says, I will build a honeymoon suite. I will build a house for you. I will design. I will have it built for you. Jesus is saying the same thing. He's saying, will you marry me? And I will go, and my father will build a house for you. And when it's ready, and I don't know when he'll finish it, but when it's ready, I will come and get you. So you've got to picture that in the, in the terms of what takes place in our lives. He's, he's asked us to come to him. We've said, yes, I believe. We've said, yes, I'll marry you, because we're the bride. We said, yes, 
You're it. You're everything in my life. I, the excitement that a person has when they've met somebody they've, they've fallen in love with. So Y'all think about back in your first dating days. Y'all think about now if you've got a new relationship. It's like all that's on your mind is that person. When that person calls, your heart picks up a beat. When you're going over to that person's house, your heart picks up a beat. When you're with, you want to be with them all of the time. See, that's how we should be towards the Father who, look what he did yesterday. That could have been 180 mile an hour wind come through here. We, th this building could be gone, but that's, he's still God, and he's still going to take care of us. And there are places where that kind of stuff happens, but that's why we've got to get so solid. Now, tribulation, I don't think tribulation like we're, going to, we're not going to see it, like it's going to happen, we're going to see. But there are going to be a lot of things, and there are already a lot of things that's coming. Think about our weather. I mean, we had August in June and July. What's August going to hold? We, you, the Bible tells us that you won't know the seasons from the seasons. These are all signs of the end times. But he, he is our father. He's taking care of us. He is, he is building a mansion if you want a mansion. He's building a log cabin if you want a log cabin. If you, if you want to have a tiny house like they're advertising now, you have your tiny house. Whatever, I mean, what's, what's so awesome about when we get to heaven, folks, is there's going to be no heartache. You, you've got a new glorified body. You never die. You, you never get sick. You never, have, you never have a worry. You never have a heartache. You, you, hey, you even don't even have to have a door on your house while he's designing. And you can go from here to heaven instantly. I mean, that's all the changes that are going to go on. Now, if you're going to hell... And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to terrify you, but you're going to go to hell. You don't have an open gate. See, Jesus has got the keys to the kingdom. He's, he's, he's done. We're not going to die again. See, if I would right now fall over and have a heart attack, my body's shutting down. But I'm telling you folks, I'm going to be looking down and going, ha, ha, leave me alone. Doc, don't you dare try to revive me. My kids are all saved. My family's saved. Everything's cool. I don't want to leave, but I don't want to come back if I go. Because I've studied this enough to know that where we're at is but a vapor, according to the Bible. And I'm going to have an eternity walking with him. I'm going to have an eternity being with him. I'm going to be with Jesus. You say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't you know, I like Jesus, but do I have to spend the rest of my life with him? You need to get to know him. See, it's not a religion. It's not coming to church on Sunday morning and not thinking about him the rest of the week. Church is not religion. Church is a place to get edified, to get built up, to be around your other believers, to get encouraged, to get prayed for. I got prayed for four or five times this morning already just by people that touched me. That's what church is all about because prayer is what it's all about. I believe with all my heart that protection around about us is, is genuine. I believe what Neil was praying was he didn't want to see his Hummer like an egg squashed. And that limb was big enough, it would have been unrepairable. It would have been gone. I believe in prayer. I believe that, that when, I, when, the, when the report come up on our phones, 80 mile an hour winds, I thought, wisdom. I've, I've moved my carports off to the side because I'm working on building a garage and one carport 
was staked down and the other one wasn't. <laughs> Wisdom. Holy Spirit, report. You better go drive those stakes down. If I had enough, I know that I know that I know that carport and damage to my cars because they were sitting under it would have been possibly in the pool. That would have really made it exciting. But wisdom. Why? Because I'm born again. Why? Because I have the Holy Spirit speaking to me all the time. Why? Because he said it's going to be okay. Why? The phone rang and Donna was freaking out. She's on the highest point, one of the highest points in Chester. And the, if it was blowing like it was my house, the trees had to have been just dancing. But God's got all this. Why? It's just an example of what's going to be so much better when we get there. But we've got to recognize we're not in tribulation. The Thessalonians thought they were in tribulation. They thought, they thought it had already taken place. But see, we're locked in. 1 Corinthians. No, not 1 first, first Corinthians. Yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5.4. Listen to what was said. It says, But yet you aren't in the dark about these things. Dear brothers and sisters, you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. We've always took that wrong because thief was on the end. It literally means you don't know when the guy's coming in. It literally means you don't know exactly when he's coming, but, but be prepared. So many people have alarms and has, has cameras on their, their house now. You're prepared for someone to come in. We've got to be the same way with him. We've got to recognize that he's got this. We've got to recognize he's going to take care of this. We've got to recognize he's got it. Paul writes about it in 1 Thessalonians, in the Passion. I want to read this again in the Passion. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 15. Where are we at? 13 through 15. Beloved brothers and sisters, they, in Thessalonica, they thought... Rapture had taken place because of all the hardship that was going on. We could almost think that. Watching how the government's running things, watching how you've got the traffic. How many have went and seen Sound of Freedom? Oh, come on. You've, it's not what you think. I, I, I put it off for two or three weeks because I, I carry kids so much in my heart anyway. And to think that some perverted idiot and I can just say in that to them, would buy a child to abuse them. It's real, folks. And this movie talks about, the, it's a true story about a man that is, to this day is still working on it, has a ministry going, but went out and saved a boy and the little, the little daughter and how, what he had to go through and what was revealed in him's going through. You've got to go see that. We're in that kind of life. But see, the Bible tells us we're not in tribulation yet. Could you imagine what it's going to be like? And bars on your doors won't be enough. But see, we're not going to be here for that. And this, he's, Paul's explained that to Thessalonians. He said, beloved brothers and sisters, we want to be quite certain about the truth concerning those who have passed away so that you won't be overwhelmed with grief like many others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we also believe that God will bring what Je what, with Jesus those who died while believing in him. This is the word of the Lord. We who are alive in him will remain until the Lord appears, will by no means have any advantage over those who already died, for both will rise together. For the Lord himself will appear with a 
declaration of victory, the shout of an archangel, and the triumph blast of God. He will descend from the heavenly realm and command those who are dead in Christ to rise first. Then we who are alive will join them, transported together in clouds to have an encounter with the Lord in the air, and we will be forever joined with the Lord. So encourage one another with these truths. Well, I want to add to that, we've got to be happy about what's coming up. We've got, we've got to be sad that there's going to be many left behind. That's why you're here. That's why we're here. We're not here to browbeat people to get saved. We're here to show them the love. The Bible says that the love of God is what brings people to repentance. Just be a Christian in your walk. You say, but, but I do things wrong occasionally. So do I. So does everybody else in here. I don't care who you are. If you say I am perfect in all my ways and I'm better than you, you are full of pride and you're worse than I am. And if we're teaching young people or anybody the word of the Lord like we've never sinned before and we've never done this or that before, who do you think you are? You're beating them up. And that's not the way you do it. You show them that God lifted me out of it. You show them that God took care of me. You show them that that big tree branch, I seen it fall and it didn't land. You show them that the roof could have blew. I, I, the wind was coming from the north for a while. I can't believe there's not a shingle off this side of this building. Boy, you want to you see a football field. Go up on this roof. I forget. Every time I go up there, I'm going, are you... You talk about big, but none of it was damaged. Just a little, hey, the wind come by, and I just pushed it down and said, Dad, shut up. God is so good, but I got to remind you, he's so good if the building would have got knocked down because he's in charge of my life, and he's in charge of your life. And if we come to that place of, really, folks, being concerned about raptures is just dumb. Be excited about that one of these days we're just going to be gone. Just keep, just keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes in the word. Keep your eyes getting the word in you. Keep your eyes understanding him. And what's so good about it in this scripture right here, 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it tells you the, the, only, the only thing you have to know. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who died while believing in him. Those that die that we know. Now, you can't, <laughs> you can't put money in the church to get people out of hell. You can't, you can't baptize dead people. You can't be a substitute for them to get them out of hell. They're, they're gone. That's why it's so important for them to see the light that's in you and your assurance. When's this going to happen? I don't know, but I'm ready. Are you? Well, it, if it happens, it's probably aliens. No, it's not aliens. Let me show you in the scripture what it really is. A alien. Isn't it interesting? They're having meetings in Congress now about aliens. It's all deception that's coming in without them even knowing what they're doing. The, the enemy is working full force. He's, he's against you. He's against I. He, he doesn't like any of us. But he, he's a loser. He's a guaranteed loser. But see, I, I know I'm locked in. I read these last week. 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30. 
Jesus made you the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he who made him who knew no sin, that's Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, that's what makes me okay to go. That's what makes you okay to go, that you have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ, not your works, not you coming to church every week, and I'm so thankful that you, I can't believe the crowd we've got for the number of families that are gone this week. We have got, We've got four or five full families who went on vacation right after camp. They're gone. But they'll be, God is so good. Folks, and, and it's not coming once a month that's going to fix you. It's just believing in him. But you want to come to get encouraged. You want to come to be with people. You want to come to lift up praises. You want to come to be a part of what God's doing. The more, the Bible says, whoever you spend time with is who you will become. So if you're hanging out with people that aren't believers, then you're going to get pulled back, pulled back, pulled back. And you may go to heaven, but you're going to live hell on earth because you've become like them. And, and that's not what this is all about. This is understanding that God's got this. You know, rapture's not new. It's not new at all. I mean, just a few examples. Elijah and Elisha. Now, I can remember Elisha because the S comes before the, the J. And Elisha, Elisha, S, said to Elijah, I'd like to have what you got. But, but he was so bold to say, but I'd like to have a double portion. I mean, that's bold. And he said, Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me go, you can have it. Okay, what's our job? To be watching. That's just an example. That's what the Old Testament's about. It, it's, it's, it foreshadows what Jesus has done for us. So he was watching. And boom, he was gone. You say, well, what was that? That was rapture for him. That was a catching away. That was, that was, he was gone. What about Enoch before the flood? The Bible tells us, and I got the scripture down, Genesis 5, way back in Genesis, in 524, it, it, in uh New Living Translation said, walking in close fellowship with God, then one day he disappeared because God took him. Could you imagine just being in such fellowship with the Lord and not weird, but the world thinks we're weird, so maybe you would be weird, but then all of a sudden you're gone and they think for sure an alien took you. But the Bible said that he got rapture. He got, this is going to happen to us. I mean, while I'm speaking this morning, we could just, bam! Ooh. Monica touched me and, and prayed for me this morning and that the Lord would restore me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I told her afterwards, I said, he's got a lot of work to do. I, I was sharing, I think I was sharing with Donna yesterday. This little pellet that they put in my eye, this a steroid floating around. Well, it was just where it was out of the way. But it's got small enough now. It's like a small pencil lead. And I, every time I move, it, it's just doing this on me. So if you see me distracted, I'm trying to... Get, but I can't get to it. I mean, from here down, I got work that needs to be done. But many of you do too. But it doesn't matter. This is but a vapor. I've got a room content. Our air conditioning is not working in here today. You probably all know this. At least it's stuffy up here. 
that that's all temporary stuff. That's all that's all stuff that you just you just how you just get stronger. You just trust in him longer and you just take he just takes care of you and he's got you. Well, what about Jesus? In Acts eight through eleven, it, it said that, that he was standing there and he just went up. And they two angels said to the people who were watching them, the disciples, You see how he left? He's going to come back the exact same way. What happened to him? He got caught up. He got taken off this earth. We're going to be, have the same thing. It's a guarantee. But you know, it's, uh, the Antichrist seems, people seem to think that he's already on the earth doing seem to think that he's already got his control of things. He has no control. Now, the Antichrist, in many people's eyes, is anything that's anti against Christ, and I agree with that. But it's, the Bible tells us there's going to be a person, a specific person, that will have the authority and will have the power to cause the destruction and take over things. But you know what? That cannot happen until we're gone. You and I, you say, well, prayer's not important. Ask, ask Monica about that. Ask Nona about that. Ask me about that. I can go around the room. You say, well, you know, I had a, I had a relation one time told me, you know, I pray, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't believe that. If I believe that, then I don't believe Jesus. He's interceding for me all the time. That's why praying in the Spirit, which needs to be talked about more around here, praying in the Spirit is so powerful because I can only pray. For, let's say I'm going to pray for Betty. Two, sidetrack, Olivia is going to be going in for surgery in two weeks. Oh, in the fall, but it'll be for a couple of weeks. She'll be up there. So she's got, now they're, they're not going to have to do anything but pull her skin back together and everything's coming together, da, 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 da. How did all that, I believe with all my heart, this church had a major issue in that. How and why? Prayer. But see, I can't pray for Betty, who's going to be back up there for some time again. I can't pray for Betty in English very long. I'll run out of things to say. But I can pray in the Spirit, which is what? The Spirit is praying in your, in your tongue that you have. Every believer has this. Some don't know they have it, and it's not a second thing. It's just recognizing it. When you get born again, you are full of Christ, and you have the Spirit of God, and you can pray in the Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, it's a person-to-person -person phone call that no one knows. The enemy doesn't know what you're praying. Nobody, But he knows, and he prays perfectly for you and prays through you. That prayer is the prayer that does the work more than the other because we can only pray so much. Lord, protect the building. Well, there's a whole lot more to it that has to be done to protect the building. But God knows, and God's taking care of us. But if we're not praying, if we're, if we're gone, think about the advantage that the enemy's going to have. Think about the advantage the Antichrist's going to have. Think about the, the freedom they're going to have to do whatever they want done. But see, we, we hold the key to holding things down. And when we leave, God knows it, it's over and it's done. I want to show you a scripture that Second Thessalonians. Well, I've got I've got I've got it wrote down in the New King James. 
If you want to write down 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. And what it does, he starts off and he's, he said, he basically, let me read it. It says, let no one be deceived by any of means that the day will not unless... They, the day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the Son of Man revealed the Son of Perdition. All right, the falling away there, in some translation, that's called apostasy. And I was taught, until I seen this and it, seen this in this book and then I studied it, I was taught that the falling away was the church, pe people in the church losing faith and leaving the church. I even considered that during COVID. Is this, what, is this the falling away? That's not the falling away. That's not the word that's supposed to be there. When you study this back, the falling away there is the same word used for Enoch when he left. It's a snatching away. It's a departing. And we, I, I always thought, matter of fact, the word is actually... Apostasy is A-P-O-S-T-A-S-Y, but it, it's supposed to be, back when you go back to the original Aramaic, it's A-P-O-S-A-S-I-A, -S -S which to depart from and exit, to exit. It's the same word that was used for Enoch. So when this reads, let me read this again. Pull, pull that back up if you can. I'll read it out of here. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that the day will not come unless the falling away or the catching away comes first. The man of sin is revealed and the son, the son of perdition. What's it say there? He is not coming. The enemy has not got the authority to do what he wants to do. So he's talking to the Thessalonians. This is his second book to them saying, guys, listen. Just hang in there. You've got to just put up with it. And then you're putting up with it, it'll be okay. If you love God, if you give your heart to God, he's going to take care of you. Case closed. The enemy can't be there until we're gone. That's good news. But it encourages me to pray more than I pray. I, I, I'm tickled sometimes how much I'm always talking to him. Under my breath. I mean, even a parking place at Walmart. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's 57 wheelchair parkings now. And everybody that parks there, for the most part, don't need them. And, and they stick us way out, which I need the exercise. But I just soon be just as close as possible. Especially when it's raining. Or when it's 104 or 115 or 275 or whatever it gets to. So, I, I mean, when I drop off, even the road that goes down there has got hot potholes in it big enough your car could disappear. So, first thing I did, severe thunderstorm warning, possible 80-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, Lord, angels around about the church and the property. And, 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 and I love my trees at home and my trees. And I, I had one, I've got one dead branch that's up high enough I can't get to it. And guess where it's at now? It's close enough I can pull it. Pow! Missed the house, just come down, there it hangs, it's hanging there right now. And I thought, well, thank you, Lord. He's always, listen, he's always. But we can real easy in this negative society we live in, we can real easy think, well, it's over, it's not going to get any better. And for the world, it's not going to get any better. 
but for us. You know, and some say that tribulation time is to convince the Jewish people that Jesus is, has come and gone. And if you believe, you can go, but it's going to be a tough seven years. We've not got it tough. We've got it good. I woke up this morning and my house was air-conditioned. It felt good. I was, I was okay. A little stiff and sore, a little hurting here and there, but it's just part of what's going on in my life right now. That little thing, when I got my eyes closed like this, I don't see that little pellet running around. Just as soon as I open my eyes this morning, especially at night, because it seems like it goes right straight. There it is right there, folks. <laughs> but it's in there for a purpose and a reason. My retina's getting better. I can, I can see you all with this eye now. God's, even if I can't, John back here, he's going, I wish I could see out of that eye. Don't you give up. And in times, I'm going to close. And in times, don't you know that God's going to start showing off. We went through the charismatic move and the crazy, I call it crazy time, but it wasn't a crazy time. People were getting healed and touched and delivered. And Oh, my gosh. I remember Joyce was at church with us. and I mean, it was a, one of those meetings where it was just fun and everybody was high, high on Jesus. And her, and I can't think who was with you, maybe Connie, and it, was it? Went to, went to Kentucky Fried Chicken through the drive-through backwards. Yeah. <laughs> we went through laughing. Backwards. Did you hear what I said? It would be like going to Taco Bell and going in there backwards. And <laughs> but those times are coming again. I, I, you say, well, and what happened is that we got in the way. We as people thought we could make it happen. So God said, no, 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 it's me. But I'm telling you what, you are going to be used as much as anybody else accidentally, because it'll be without you even knowing it, you'll lay hands, you'll just, you'll just reach up sometime and touch somebody and they'll just melt with the power of God and they'll be healed. I believe with all my heart it's going to start happening around here more and more. It is happening more and more all the time. God is good. See, nothing's going to happen to you that's not supposed to happen. The enemy cannot get you. You just get your mouth in line with this word right here. I had a man call me that wanted to be delivered from demons. And I talked to him on the phone, and I said, what are you entertaining? And I'll not go, with, go to all that. But I said, you're going to become what you're doing. You're going to become what you're thinking. The Bible says that whatever you think, you become. And I said, he said, but I'm hearing voices. I said, that's because you're entertaining those voices. I said, Get you, do you have a Bible? I said, are you born again first? Well, I, yeah, I think. So we talked about that. I said, do you have a Bible? I said, well, I think I can find one. So obviously he wasn't. I said, get the book, open the book of John and read it and then back up and read it again and read it again. He said, well, why do I want to read it more than once? I said, because I want you to start thinking about the answer. And you become what you read. You become what you see. You become what you watch. You become what you think. And you all know this. I've taught this and taught this. You, you want me to straighten your life up right now? All of us? Marriages, everything? Quit thinking about the bad stuff. Everybody's got bad stuff to think about. Everybody. And you think, well, that's a voice. Well, it is because you're entertaining it. You know, I could walk through my body. If I start spending time on the things that aren't working right, I could really talk that up, and it could really get worse. So you don't. You think on the answer. By the stripes of Jesus, it says in here that I am healed. 
So I'm staying there. He takes care of all my needs. He's with me all the time. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He's touching hearts. He's touching life. He's changing my life. He's in charge of my life. And I've learned one thing I've learned. And this to you, Travis. Don't go anywhere unless you have peace. He's thinking about moving. I, and I want God to do what God's got planned because God's got big things for Travis and his family. But he don't know for sure where he wants to go. Then don't go yet. But when you, when you get it, you'll know. And you'll have peace, and she'll have peace. And the kids will go, whoo I was teasing the youngest. What's your youngest boy's name? Cannon. Cannon. I said, you got nice hair, dude. <laughs> I said, who did that? He went, Daddy cut it for me. God's good, folks. God's good. He's got this. Father, we thank you. Neil, you want to come on up? Father, we thank you. You've got this. Rapture gets thrown around, beginning, end, mid, all that stuff. Father, I just want to go out the first time the door opens. And I know that's what you've got planned for everybody in this building and everybody who believes in you is going to get caught up with you. And Father, the exciting part about it is once the seven years of tribulation is over, we're coming back to run this earth. What a glorious time it's going to be for a thousand years you're going to rule and reign. Father, we thank you that you've got everything in our lives, no matter if it's good, bad, and ugly. Our place is just to come to that place of totally trusting in every situation, every circumstance, every relation. And we thank you for that, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and go out with music. Amen. I am so glad that Pastor Ron is teaching on this subject because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And there, I don't know if you've heard any, but there's some whacked out theories about what's going to happen when we get raptured. And I want the truth. Amen. Earlier, Betty shared what hallelujah means. Praise, hallelujah, praise, Yah, God. And uh, there's a going list. I'm on it. I'm going, and I'm hoping that everybody here is on that list. I want to be on the going list. I'm going, <clears throat> and I want to raise a hallelujah for that. I want to raise a hallelujah that the limb didn't fall on my hammer and crush it. I want to raise a hallelujah for these young ladies over here in the corner that are bringing such an anointing to our worship. I don't know if you've noticed it, but when I'm not up here singing and I'm back there, I can't hardly take my eyes off of them. I want to raise a hallelujah for that. And I'm sure that you have something here today that you want to raise a hallelujah for. Speak it out. Just speak it out right now and be thankful. And uh, we're going to sing raise a hallelujah. What a better time to speak it out than right now. Amen.
designed it in such a way that your, your spirit would come down into our spirit when we said yes to you. And we thank you that every day of our life you're with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And you've got everything under control in our lives. And we trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. We'll be up front if you need prayer for anything at all.